0: Histories and voices that are intertwined, connected by one thread, building internet and communication community networks. Hi, my name is Renata Porto. I'm Brazilian and we are recording this episode here in our studio in the city of São Paulo. I'll follow you along this 12-episode season. In this podcast, I invite you on a journey to meet community-led experiences that have come up with solutions to overcome the challenges of digital inclusion in remote, rural and urban areas across the globe. Tell me, how are you listening to this podcast right now? Do you have a broadband at your house? Are you using mobile data? Do you have to walk long distances to get connectivity? Is your internet connection affordable and reliable? Or you will struggle to finish listening to this episode. Have you ever stopped to wonder how no access to internet affect one's work, studies, access to information and communication with friends and family? and how this can reflect and at the same time reinforce inequalities. Well, around 2.9 billion people, 37% of the world's population, have never used internet, according to the publication Measuring Digital Development, Facts and Figures 2021. The figures also show that the situation can be worse depending on the country one lives, and if we look at differences in gender, age, income, or between urban and rural areas, for example. And it's to change such a digital divide that community networks have been established out there. Today, I'll tell you about an experience straight from South Africa, the Mamela Community Network. It took the internet to a rural area that had been ignored by major communications providers in the country.
1: So when I was growing up, those things, they didn't exist in the village. So I first got exposed to computers and internet when I was about 19.
2: When you get to the point of actually building a network, Well, of course, women are fully capable when they're trained of carrying out the technical work involved in a community network. Come with me to meet Hoposo Magoro from South Africa and Claire
0: Mune from the UK, our interviewees for this episode. Routing for Communities, an audio journey tracing community connectivity around the world. South Africa has one of the highest internet penetration rates on the continent. But despite that, people who live in remote places like this say they don't use the internet. Two of the biggest barriers according to research, affordability and accessibility. We are now traveling to the province of Limpopo, in the north of South Africa, on the border with Zimbabwe and Mozambique. That is where the Mamela Community Network is located, taking the Internet to rural areas where the digital world had been nothing but a distant reality. This network was created so that the inhabitants of communities could have access to the Internet at affordable prices, through their own community-led Wi-Fi network. The Mamela Community Network comes into being in the province of Limpopo, which has over 5 million people, 97% being black and more than 63% over 29 years old. The main mother language is the Sepedi, besides a number of other local languages and dialects. The inhabitants live primarily off of agriculture, such as different citrus, corn, potatoes, tea, tobacco and peanuts, besides cattle farming. In the extensive rural areas that mark the province, the project is named after the location where it came into being, the Mamela village. This is a group of six hamlets from the great Letaba municipality, located at least 370 kilometers away from Pretoria. Mamela village has a little less than 9,000 inhabitants.
1: My name is Rupuso Diceo Magoro. I was born and bred in a village called Mamaila which is in Limbobo province, South Africa. This is Hoposo. Even though she no longer lives
0: in Mamela, she has her roots there. That is why, years after leaving the rural areas in search of education and work opportunities, she went back to the region with one objective, to create a community network for digital inclusion. Ropozo's tone of voice is calm, but it doesn't show that, in fact, there is a great story of overcoming challenges underneath. She participated in our recording online through her cell phone, using a mobile connection. This is because constant electricity cuts in a country have affected the place where she was on that day. During the interview, Roposo tells us that she currently lives in Pretoria, the executive and administrative capital of South Africa. Nowadays, Ropozo works for the country's Department of Finances. But before then, her life was very different.
1: I grew up without access to infrastructure, weather, roads, proper schools, clinics hospitals everything that you can think of as infrastructure so access to computers internet is not something that even existed in our environment and this is mainly because I'm old I'm 44 <laughs> you know so when I was growing up those things they didn't exist in the village so I first got exposed to computers and internet when I was about 19. After leaving the village, getting to university and having to interact with children who were socialized, you know, around computers, and as a rural child, when you get there, your first struggle is to understand what is this gadget. You have heard about it that there's something called the um, the computer, but you are seeing it for the first time when you are nineteen. So. It was just fascinating for me.
0: Hoposo managed to get an internship at the government's communications department, and she was then introduced to the Internet by her workmates. In her own words, it was as if the world had been opened before her eyes.
1: So that changed my way of understanding technology, because for the first time, I was able to go to many places, sitting at the desk, using this um, computer through the internet, and they created my first email and told me that you can use this to look for jobs, communicate with other people. So that was in 1999, when I first interacted with um, computers at that level, learning how to use the Internet. Hoposo
0: tells us she went back to Limpopo unemployed and needed to use cyber cafes to turn in jobs applications. The problem is that using Internet there was expensive, and that is when she decided to have Internet at home. The difficulties to make the Internet work and to understand the problem with such a slow connection made her interested in the subject. And this is how she went on to get a master's degree in Policies and Regulations of Communication and Information Technology, focusing on the challenges for rural connectivity. She then aligned her academic interests with practical transformations and actions in her own community, a journey she is continuing in her PhD. These were the seeds of what would come to be the Mamela Community Network, which started as an idea to be tested in 2019 and was launched in 2022.
1: As I was exploring and learning more about the possibilities of creating a community network, I couldn't do the deployment of Mamela Community Network as an individual. Because first of all, I am a student and my presence in this space is more of a research scholar and I don't work for any organization in the South African ecosystem that deals with the internet. Realizing that it was possible for me to contribute to the solution by deploying a community network, I first needed to apply for a license to be able to deploy the network. And that's where the Zuri Foundation came in. They assisted with the process of securing the license as an NGO. And once we secured the network license, throughout this process, we have been working with the community of Mamaila through Mamaila Royal Council.
0: During the process of consolidating the community network, many civil society organizations supported the project, which was gradually formulated at the Zuri Foundation. This is an organization created by Hoposo and other community members to develop projects of digital inclusion in her community, amongst them the Mamela Community Network. However, the fundamental aspect was that the partnership should be established with the community, which took place through Mamela's tribal authority, an organizing authority based on the tribal culture of the villages and their identities.
1: So, the project Mamela Community Network takes the name from the name of the village. So that was part of us creating a sense of um, identity for the community network. Um, The community of Mamaila is a tribe that is known as um, Balobedu. Historically, we are part of the rain queen known as Mujaji, the rainmaker. Our totem is a wild pig. So we believe and still hold dear to our cultural heritage.
0: With the support of the Tribal Authority, which has offered a place where their own tower for internet access is located, the project has been developed under the motto Connecting the Unconnected and Connecting People with the Future. Their own tower, finalized in 2022, enabled them to eliminate a dependency on the infrastructure of a mobile carrier, making it possible, if need be, to change suppliers in the future. Since its official launch in March 2022, over 3,000 devices were connected to Mamela Community Network. Nowadays, the operating tower covers two villages through six hotspots, which are Wi-Fi internet spots. Each hotspot has its own capacity for up to 200 simultaneous connections on retail. The next step is to expand the service for the remaining villages. The community can connect via Wi-Fi by purchasing vouchers, which give them access to the Internet for a limited amount of time and for a price that is approximately one-third of the cost at private operators. If you want to know more about this community network, follow the handle at MamelaNetwork all together on Twitter. While the digital network grows, Mamela's community has also been developing itself. However, as Hoposo tells us, just like in other villages in South Africa, people are still subject to high unemployment rates and precarious life conditions. For example, lack of sustainable and reliable energy, as well as water.
1: The village is growing, and there's a lot of um, changes that are happening We do have um, people who go through the education system, like myself. So as much as we are a village and we are a village that suffered from the apartheid system of forcing the people out of the village uh, to work as migrant laborers in housing, what I can see is that the village and the spirit of the village um, is that of resilience. So the dynamics in the community is that we've got a um, majority of people or households are led by women. Because this journey, you can't walk it as an individual. You need to have solidarity in your own household, in your village and outside of your village.
0: few days after the interview with Ropozo, she sends us a message with a few videos and a song from the community. Kids are singing in the local language about the Mamela Community Network, telling people they can now access the internet thanks to the girl making a reference to her, followed by a shy emoji. The ones singing are schoolgirls from Mamela's primary school where Ropozo studied located next to her house in a village. The Mamela Community Network shows women actively building community networks women that understand that working with information and communication technologies can be a place to strengthen personal and collective autonomy and self-determination. After talking to Hoposo, we decided to video call with Claire Mune from the UK.
2: So, for your question, how am I? I'm absolutely fine, but as you can probably see, I'm dressed for winter and you two both seem to be dressed for summer. Where are you?
0: We are in São Paulo. We are from here.
2: And oh. <laughs> Claire is
0: a kind retired researcher who worked for several years at the London School of Economics. Besides a vast knowledge in the area of telecom policies around the world, Claire participated as a mentor in a capacity and movement building program developed by the Local Networks Initiative. The program, called Social Political Advocacy for Community Networks Engagement, aimed to support women and people to take on leadership roles in community networks ecosystem advocacy. Claire worked as Roposo's advisor in the program
2: in 2021. I think as a generalisation, women are often the best communicators, they are traditionally the people who hold families together, who everybody talks to and uses as the hub point to find out about other parts of the family, and they're the best connected within their communities too. So They've got vital roles to play in bringing people together and resolving conflicts, and there will be conflicts in any major project in a community like this one. So I think the women are often the best place to get things started on a community network. And then when you get to the point of actually building a network, Well, of course, women are fully capable, when they're trained, of carrying out the technical work involved in a community network. To take
0: advantage of Claire's expertise, we asked her how she analyzes the process of construction and internal
2: straightening of community networks across the globe. There's a lot of enthusiasm already at grassroots level, But that's not necessarily everywhere. There may be some communities which really could use a network of their own and they're not being served by the national operators and they won't be served for some time and they would really benefit by a community network. But they haven't thought about doing it themselves. So there is room there for more awareness raising. And that, I think, well, it best comes from other community networks in the same country reaching out and telling their fellows that this can be done and, look, we're doing it. Um, If there aren't any who are available to do that, well, APC is doing a fantastic job, and I think this very talk that we're having at the moment is part of the outreach activities that APC And, of course, it has uh, member organizations in many parts of the world that they can do and through other like-minded organizations.
0: Initiatives like Mamela Community Network are not alone in this journey. But they are part of an ecosystem of community-led initiatives that are responding to local needs from within the definition of a community network. Community networks show there is not one single solution for the digital gap, while various alternatives have been built from local knowledge. We've reached the end of this episode. I hope that Mamela's story and transformative projects of digital inclusion can reach you as an inspiration for action. If you've liked this episode, please recommend this podcast to those you know will appreciate it as well. You can follow this season on the main podcast platforms or on APC's website, routingforcommunities.apc.org In our second episode of this podcast, we will travel to Kenya to visit the Tunapandanet, a project that combines digital infrastructure with community work in education, health and communication. You listened to the first episode of Routing for Communities, an audio journey tracing community connectivity around the world. This is the podcast of the Local Networks Initiative, a collective effort led by APC and Rizomatica. Production, Radio Tertulia. Thanks and see you next time.